back in the saddle, back from the break. It's going to be awesome. The theme that we're having this year, this the theme of the church at Cypress Creek Church, that, which is the parent of this Crosstalk ministry, is let's go. And we're going to continue on that theme with Crosstalk this semester. Let's go. And in that, I have to, I, I think about how to relate that to myself personally. And I'm a storyteller, and so I'm always thinking about, like, the dumb stuff that, that I did when I was, like, a teen and when I was in college here at Texas State. And I want you all to think about who is the most, like, let's-go person that you know. Like, who, who's the one that always, like, jumps first, right? The crazy person, the, the, the insane person, right? Who is that? Aiden. 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 Yeah, you like broke your face like last time we were here or something, didn't you? Something like that happened. That... Yeah, something something happened. That was that was pretty let's go, I would say, right? I mean, uh, you know, there was all kinds of things. Like when I was here at Texas State, I lived over in Butler Hall, and we had a group of cronies on the second floor, uh, and you know, we didn't do any like actual nefarious activity, like stuff you could get arrested for. Well, maybe. Uh, but one of the things, and I was the let's go guy for this one, unfortunately, but, uh, one of the things that we did was we decided we wanted to film a gangster movie, right? And so one of the dudes, his, his mom or aunt or somebody worked for JCPenney or something like that. And they gave us a bunch of like mannequins, like old mannequins. And so we did all kinds of awesome stuff to the old mannequins. Like, we dressed one up with a guitar and ran over it in the street, like, over there. You know the part where you can walk in between, like, where the new theater building is and where Butler Hall is? There used to be a road, and that's where we did that. Uh, cops came after us for that. And then uh, we also, um, the parking garage, I can't remember which one because everything's changed so much, but I'm pretty sure it was the one at Centennial. Uh, yeah, over by the music building, we threw a flaming dummy off of that, which was awesome. And then I moved off campus to a house right over, it's right across from uh, the university lofts, right? Uh, over there on North Street, right? Is that the street? And uh, I lived right across there, and we lit one on fire back there, and the neighbors called the fire department. Um, but there was a lot of let's go stuff. It's like, let, let's do this thing and think about it later, right? Let's just, let's just jump into it, right? Let's, let's be motivated and just, who cares what the consequences are? Let's go. Let's do it. What's that? YOLO, right. Mm-hmm. YOLO. Hashtag YOLO. <laughs> There's literally thousands of videos called fail videos that are all about the let's go guy, right? And so the most let's go dude that I can think of in the scripture is Peter. Do y'all know anything about Peter? Peter was insane. Okay. And so we're going to look at Peter this semester. In our Let's Go theme, what we're going to do is we're going to, it's called Let's Go Following Peter. And this message is called Step Out. We're going to turn in our scriptures to Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. If you got it, flip to it. If you got it on your app or whatever, let's get there. Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. And just before before we we talk about the, the story of Peter here, what just happened is John the Baptist. Y'all remember John the Baptist? He was the guy that baptized people out in the desert. 
And he was a super weirdo. Everybody thought he was a crazy, crazy guy. And nobody, uh, you know, people who weren't interested in spiritual things, they really wanted to get rid of him. He ended up being beheaded. And that's what happened just before this. And then after that happened, Jesus went away and he prayed. He came back and there was a bunch of people there. And that's when he fed the 5,000 people. Remember five loaves and fishes? If you haven't heard that story, check it out. It's in Matthew uh, chapter 14. And so leading up to that, Jesus was tired. And he went up again by himself to pray. And he sent the disciples out onto the lake in the boat. And that's where we pick up. Uh, Chapter 14, verse 22. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land and it was buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, which is late, Jesus went out then went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were scared. It's a ghost, they said, and they were afraid. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said, and then Peter got out of the boat and he walked on the water and he came toward Jesus. Now, there's a couple of things I want to pluck out of that story, but before I do, I want to talk about my son, Titus. Okay? If you haven't met Titus, sorry. If you have met Titus, you're welcome. Okay? And this, this child is completely and totally feral. He's like, a, he's like having a wild animal living in your house. Okay? But Titus, when he was two years old, we were at this family thing, right? And we're all swimming in the river. This is out in uh, Seguin. We rented out a house, and it was kind of like a family reunion thing. We're all swimming in the river, and they had this big uh, 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 boat dock, and it had two levels, and the upper deck was about 15 feet off the water. And everybody's jumping off into the water, jumping off into the water. And you know that feeling. You're around the let's go guy, right? And they're about, or the let's go gal, right? And they're about to do something that's yeah, a little iffy. It's probably not safe, but it looks like a lot of fun, Right? Or you, you're ready to just go on a random road trip or whatever, and you're like, I really want to do this. I see that other people are having fun doing this. They might die, but I really want to do this. Right? And you just kind of have that urge inside of you. I want to do it. That little voice. I, I want to do it. Right? Well, that was, that was Titus, who I refer to as Tito, which is Titus in Spanish. And so Tito, at two years old, he wants to jump off the thing. And so what do you think happened? Everybody in the whole place that was not me, all the family was like, oh, no, don't let him do that. He might hurt himself. And I'm like, what good is life if you don't hurt yourself? You know, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough, right? That's, you know, that's my YOLO, right? If you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. So, Homie walks up there. I send his sister up there to take him, and I'm down in the water waiting, right? And he's up there, and he's on the edge, and he's looking down, this little two-year-old imp, little kid, you know, with his, with his little floaty arm things on, and he's up there, and he's just, he's just ready to roll, you know? He's looking down. He's like, starts to breathe. He's like, <sighs> he's doing a thing, and I'm looking up at him. I'm like, 
you can do it, you know, and mom and grandma and aunts and all, everyone else is like, don't do it, you're going to die, you know, and I'm like, you can do it, bro, it's no big deal, everybody's going to be fine, right, and he's up there, and he's right on the edge, and you get, then you got all the doubt pushers saying, ah, don't do this, this is a bad idea, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do this, but I could see the spark in the little dude's eye, he's like, I want to do this, I'm going to do this, and he's up, to, and everybody's just waiting, right, waiting for the dude to jump. And he's hesitating and he almost does it and then he comes back and he's like, oh, oh, you know, and he's looking around and he's, you know, two-year-old kid, you know, I would love to know what's going on in the mind of a two-year-old kid. You know, what kind of, like, processing is going on there. But he would kind of, he would kind of lose heart a little bit and he'd turn to his sister and be like, eh, and there were some other people up there and they're like, eh, and I'm like, quit whining, boy. You can jump down, you know. And he'd look down at me you know, he looked down at me and he'd get some confidence and he'd come to the end, you know, and he'd be like, oh, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And he's just waiting and he's just waiting, right? Well, in this story, we got some of the same stuff, right? We got the disciples who had just watched Jesus perform an incredible miracle, right? And they, and they know that they can trust Jesus, right? They know that they can trust him. They've been with him for a while now. And Jesus had done an incredible miracle in feeding the 5,000 people that were there. That was just the, the men. That didn't count the, the, the ladies because for some reason they didn't know how to count that back then. Not sure about why that happened. But it was a lot of people that Jesus just fed out of nothing. And they knew they could trust him. They knew that he was God. Right? And he's walking out on the water and they're all scared because they see him. He said, it's me. And then Peter's like, oh man, I want to do that. Let's go. And all the disciples most likely are sitting in the thing like, you're an idiot, Peter. We think that's a ghost, you know? And Peter's still a little bit unsure and hesitant. He's on the edge of the boat and he's like, ah, I want to do this thing. He's like, Jesus, if that's really you, call out to me. Right? What's the first thing that Jesus says to him when they're scared? He says, take courage. Take courage. And I want to say that to you today. Take courage because you can trust in Jesus. He won't lead you astray. He won't lead you astray. Back to Titus. I'm looking at Titus. He's, he's up in the thing and I'm like, bro, you can do it. And I even said it to him. I was like, you are courageous. You can do this, right? You can do it. And you know what he did? He trusted his father. He trusted his daddy. And he kept leaning forward, and he was like, I could see it in his face. He's like, yeah, I got courage. I can do this. I can fly, you know? And so there you got a little pipsqueak Tito. He's not a big guy. I'm a big guy. Tito is a pipsqueak, man. This dude's <laughs> arms are like, boop, and he's like a little dude, and it's hilarious, right? And he's just up there, and he's perched, and he's ready to go. And I'm telling him, I'm speaking the truth into him, man, you can do it. And so Peter calls out to Jesus. He says, if it's really you, basically what he's saying is, I trust you. So if it's really you, call to me and I will come out. I'll step out. And Jesus says, come to me. And what does Peter do? He gets out of the boat. So we just read over that in the story as if it's not that big of a deal, right? I mean, just put yourself in that place, right? Let's say that you're a person of super strong faith and you really trust in Jesus, right? I mean, Peter was a guy of strong faith and little brain, 
I just imagine Peter standing on the edge of that boat and he's like, okay. I, I, I kind of put him to the test a little bit and he said, come on out. You know, and I can imagine him just kind of going. Hmm. All right. And then he steps out on the water, right? And so Peter is on the water. Hey, what's going on, Kevin? Good to see you, man. <laughs> That's Kevin. He, he's a friend. <laughs> and so Peter's now walking on the water, man. These other guys aren't doing it. Why? Because they're scared. They don't have the let's go mentality. They've got doubt, but not Peter. And he's walking towards Jesus. And what happens? What happens? He takes his eyes off of Jesus and he looks around at the waist. And then fear enters back in. He loses his resolve to focus on Jesus. So the first thing that Jesus tells him to do is to take courage. And the other thing we learn from the passage is to fix our eyes on Jesus. And that's what Peter does. And that's what keeps him up on the water, right? But here's some good news. Is that if we falter, what does the scripture say that Jesus did? It says immediately Jesus reached down and he kept him from stumbling and he pulled him up. And when they both got into the boat, when they both got into the boat, the disciples praised and honored Jesus and said, surely that you are God, right? And so Titus is standing on the edge of the thing. He wants to do it. You see, Peter looked away from Jesus and he panicked. And every time that Titus would look away from me and look to his left or look to his right, he would get nervous. And every time he listened to the, you know, it's a good thing that, that just, can we just, it's a good thing that we have mamas, right? And aunts and, and grandmas, because they keep us from killing ourselves. You know, so I'm not saying that it's pointless for them to say, no, don't do it, because they're trying to save the kid's life, right? So to be fair, that's what they're trying to do. And dads, we exist to injure our children, to encourage them to do things that are going to, you know, like ride the bike without a helmet off this ramp, you know? Great idea. Let's do it. It's an excellent idea. Never mind science and like all the things that tell you to wear a helmet. Just ride your bike. It'll be fine. Oop, concussion. That wasn't a good idea, <laughs> right? So anyway, Titus is at the end. And he's focused on me and say, you can do it, man. 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 And he jumps off of that thing. 15 feet in the air, a little two-year-old kid. And it's like slow-mo. And he's coming down. And he's like right here. And he lands right in front of me. And he goes down into the water. He's down there, which seems like forever for him, I'm sure. And he pops back up. And the look on his face is absolute panic <laughs> and fear. And like, Dad, you are an idiot. Why? Did you tell me to do this? I'm sure that I've died, you know? That was the look on his face. And in that split second, in that split second, he focused right back on me. And I smiled real big. And I put my arms up and I said, you did it, man. You're awesome. You don't have to have fear, you know? I said, hey, man, you don't have to worry. Look what you did. You're safe. You did it, man. That was awesome. That was, that was great. You're courageous. Right? Even though you were unsure, you trusted and you jumped. And wasn't that fun? And he was like, 
Yeah, that was awesome, you know? And he was super pumped and his fear was turned into confidence because he trusted that I would take care of him and that I would lead him in the right direction. Now, we know that could have gone a different way. We know that could have gone a different way. However, that's how Jesus treats us. That's how God treats us. He's a real, tangible, actual father to us. And he loves us. And he's looking at each one of you. Whatever the fear is, whatever the holdback is, whatever keeps you from speaking the truth of the gospel in your philosophy class, that keeps you from speaking the truth of the gospel to your neighbor in the dorm or the neighbor at your apartment complex, whatever that fear is, you know you've got that little, that little stir inside of you. It's called the Holy Spirit. He's prompting you. And he's saying, you can do this. You can trust me. Why? Because I really am the only answer to everyone's fear, to everyone's anxiety. I'm the only remedy to the sickness of humanity. Jesus is telling us, hey, you really do have the power of God when you speak the truth of the gospel. And you can trust me. And isn't it awesome right now? Even right now, we're in the, we're in the quad here. Or where, where are we? We're at the LBJ Mall. Right? And this, this is carrying all the way down into the square. I know because I've heard it. This is carrying all the way down into the square. And the worship and the words that I'm saying right now, we're proclaiming the gospel out into this community. And whether people walk by and ignore or whether they sit at a distance and listen, they're hearing the truth of God. And each one of you, you're asking that question whether you realize it or not. Jesus, if that's really you, then call me out of the boat. Call me out of the boat. Call me off of that second story boat dock deck. I want to jump in. Call me out. All you got to do is call me out. Well, I got a little secret. He's already said, let's go. He's already called you out. He's already told you to take courage. And all we have to do is fix our eyes on Jesus. You see, my friends, each one of you has an incredible destiny. God has a plan for each one of you. And wherever you land, whatever your career is, whatever you do after you leave Texas State, whatever that is, your destiny involves knowing Jesus and making him known. And so it's time for us to go. So remember to take courage and fix your eyes on Jesus. Trust God for the journey. And when you have that prompting and when you're on the edge and you feel it in your heart, hey, I really need to reach out to this person. I really need to provide care and comfort for this individual. You know, I don't want to be a jerk or whatever, but it's really time for me to speak up in my class because people are denigrating the truth of who God is. We can't expect anyone who doesn't know Jesus to act like they do, so we shouldn't be proud or brazen, but we can still speak the truth of the gospel unashamedly and without apology because the very power of God lies in the Holy Spirit working in you. You guys are the torch bearers of the gospel on this campus, and you are the ministers 
of hope. You have the only hope. And it's time for us to go and take it to everyone that we encounter.